That's her life with Brent and Jeff. Like when you think about it, how was the order of the alphabet determined? Hmm. Why didn't Z not come before Y or X? <laughs> I know it starts with an A, and it's the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Thanks for tuning in tonight. We're very excited to be here again, again. I wonder. One one day we should just say, you know, I'm not that excited to be here with you all. <laughs> no, that's Whoop-dee-doo. not true. Because that would be lying. Because we are always really, really excited to <laughs> be. Um, Sharing great Christian music and sharing God's word and just hanging out with y'all. And we are continuing our series in the Hall of Faith, Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to be using um, the next section as a jumping off point to talk about a topic that is uh, near and dear to Brent and myself's heart. And uh, it might not necessarily be a, you know, expository verse by verse teaching, but um, we'll be using um, some of the ideas from Hebrews chapter 11 verses 17 to 22 so get your Bibles out and read along with us and then hold on for the ride that Brent and I will take you on Woo! until 11 o'clock like a roller coaster baby <laughs> <Wee>! <laughs> like the best roller coaster are you a roller coaster person I hate roller coasters. really <laughs> I am a well my friends call me Captain Ground and go slow so <laughs> that's great that was my nickname in high school and, and college well I didn't go to college but I don't know my, my ultimate favorite roller coaster in the New Jersey Philadelphia area at Six Flags is Nitro it's the best roller coaster really? the drop is amazing and if you like roller coasters tell us your favorite just go on to thealterlife.com and send us an email <laughs> wow that was a great tangent Thank I you. love roller coasters I'm so excited about the new weather coming the okay there's our unbelievable you know being here now we can go on roller coasters we're gonna have a debatable unbelievable tonight um, <laughs> it's gonna be Brent's love for roller coasters and my hatred for them so keep it locked roller coasters <laughs> pros and cons <laughs> and you can weigh in as long as you don't weigh too much yeah no, I'm just at the altarlife.com um, we're gonna be talking about the effect that family has and influence um, on your personal relationship with Christ, if you have one or have not one. <laughs> I don't know if that Family or a, a relationship with Christ? Uh, or both. Both. <laughs> Make sure you have both. Well, if you don't have a family, I mean, it's probably nothing you can do, with that, do about that at this point, but um, you can have a family of Christ, and that comes from a relationship with Jesus. We're going to be reading it and staying while well, we're going to be flipping around through the Word, but Hebrews 11 Verse 17, by faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. Verse 20, by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped leaning on the top of his staff. And by faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. We're going to be talking about the family. All All in the family. family. (laughs) And um, a lot of father-son references in those passages. And we're going to be talking about how you have to have your own faith in Christ. And you can't just rely on your, your dad's faith. All right, that was a 90s flashback by PFR. Daddy Never Cry, the song's just talking about. Someone put in the blame on their father for the for them being the the way they are, which is kind of what we're going to be talking about tonight. Trying to pass the blame uh, or or allowing somebody else to live your life, um, you know, as far as your your walk with Jesus and blaming them for not having one or expecting them to have it for you yeah. so that you can go and do whatever you want. 
and we're going to be talking about the different relationships and families. Um, you know, obviously of the the patriarchs of the faith or matriarchs, um, <laughs> and uh, that would be the women, right? Yeah, the matriarchs. Well, they talked about Sarah, and we're going to get to Rahab sometime soon, and yep. you know, we don't want to leave out the matriarchs, but. Uh, <laughs> It's a funny word. <laughs> Somebody keep laughing, yes. silly, giggly, nervous because I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> there's, there's lots to say. You know, we've, you know, I, I feel like there's so much. We always feel like we're the victim. Sometimes we feel like we're the victim of our past or we're the victim of our families. You know, we say, well, you know, I didn't have a lot of money, so I couldn't do a lot of stuff, or, you know, I didn't, I didn't really have a parents who loved God, so it's hard for me to love God. You know, and. And that might be true. It might be a little bit more difficult in some of those situations based on our history. But um, it's not shouldn't be an excuse for us. You know, we shouldn't be walking around with our heads held low, um, you and know, wobbling to and fro. <laughs> no, sorry, <laughs> different song. <laughs> um, you know, but we we have that. You know, so many Christians carry that stuff around with them and use it as a crutch or as an excuse for not following the lord or not accepting christ you know you hear people say well no one i never ever had had anyone in my life that you know actually came through for me yeah. you know and um, they use that excuse and they don't let themselves move past that in their and you know into a greater relationship with christ and so um that's kind of some of the flavor yeah and on the flip side it's the people who coast through life thinking that the fact that their parents are godly that that rubs off and that's in the blood right. <laughs> you know we're we'll going to be talking about how flesh and blood does not inherit the kingdom of God. And um, it's kind of like a, a, you know, a sidebar to the topic of the, uh, you know, the faith of the patriarchs. But that's the direction that we feel necessary to go, especially for a lot of our listeners who've grown up in the church, grown up in Christian homes. And for those that may have randomly come across this dial and have never had any godly influence whatsoever, hopefully this speaks to you as well tonight. You are listening to The Altar Life with me, Brent, and Jeff is sitting across the table from me. Howdy. And um, we are all in the family this evening. Feel, isn't <laughs> it, that was a show yeah, way it was. back in the day. Which, An awful show. Yeah. Which well, I, I don't even know why I brought it up. It was that bad. Because that's the title of the show tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> we use something awful to, 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 to associate our show with. Yep. And I stuttered a lot. That's okay, because that's what we're all about here on the altar, being real. And who who speaks perfectly, really? When Did trying your dad to stutter? Their thoughts. Your mom stutter? Yeah, Is I that why you them. stutter? I blame them. It's, it's all their fault. <laughs> it's all their fault. My parents, <laughs> if they wouldn't have been so ridiculous. And isn't that like from the garden? Like... It's that woman you gave me, Lord. <laughs> That's classic. And then they ask the woman, what did you do? Oh, it's that serpent, that snake <laughs> over there that, you know, slithered at me and I <laughs> couldn't resist I, I couldn't that. resist the slither. <laughs> <laughs> the hiss. I always picture, like, the old cartoons, like the, the snake in Robin Hood, like, you know, hiss and like, yeah. or like, what's it, Ka from uh, Jungle Book, like. Well, if the snake was like that, no wonder Eve sinned. I mean, they're just so cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, anyway. anyway. Anyway, we're, we're talking about the fact that, you know, this happens a lot. You know, people pointing fingers at other people and blaming other people for their own um, issues. And um, not only that, you know, you look at Abraham. And, Jeff, you were talking about this a little bit. You know, looking at Abraham and looking at his two sons. You know, he had, um, he had Isaac and he had Ishmael. And... Um, you know, completely different characters. You know, same dad, same same experiences, just different 
peeps altogether. <laughs> you know, one following the Lord, one not. Yeah, look at the, uh, you know, and then Isaac had Jacob and Esau and the difference there. And, it, and throughout the Bible, you see that, that like two-sided, you know, it, it's just a, it's a, it's a great picture of the flesh versus the spirit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's the choice that we have to make, which one we're going to live for. We mentioned something early in the show. I think it was from the first segment. We talked about something that was going to become our unbelievable. Because that's how we roll here. Whatever we come up with, that's what it is. <laughs> happen we we be, don't pre-plan them. Yeah, it happened to be the one of the most fun things ever. Jeff would disagree. I will agree. Most not fun son. things ever. Roller coasters. Roller coasters. <laughs> What's your favorite roller coaster? We're going to be doing a little good cop, bad cop unbelievable here. I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be the bad cop on uh, on roller coasters. Yeah, well, why could a roller? How could a roller coaster even be bad? I mean, really? Well, I got lots of reasons. You ever see Montel? They're always showing stuff like uh, when roller coasters attack people, and you know all those types of shows. <laughs> you just when, put roller coasters when up amusement on the level with parks clowns. go wrong, <laughs> <laughs> or like animals when animals attack. Yeah, right, right. But with roller coasters, you know. They are. I do give them credit for being like an amazing feat of science that you can be flying like 95 miles an hour and not like get hurt. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would tell me stories about them getting hurt. Like I always hear somebody say, oh man, like my arm was like stuck and they wouldn't stop the ride. And then and you're like, what? Like, why do you go on these things? I remember specifically going to Dorney Park. This is about two or three years ago. And, you know, I was with my, my in-laws and my wife, and they all wanted to go on Steel Force. And I'm like, no, I'll just sit. Like, I'm a, such a party pooper at amusement parks. You're the guy I, who holds all the coats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, the, the, the prizes that were won. I'm just sitting on a bench with, like, a giant gorilla. <laughs> and I'm, like, waiting as they wait in line. So it's not like they just get on the ride and then they're done. It's like That's hilarious. They wait in line and just sit there and wait. But the fact that, you know, and then when they're waiting... The roller coaster broke down three times while they were in line. I'm like, yeah, you go on that death trap. I'll sit right here with my cuddly gorilla. They do gorilla. that on purpose <laughs> just so you think you're going on a more riskier ride. Okay, let's hear something good about roller coasters. Brand. Dude, like roller it. coasters are fun. That's all you that's got? All have, that's <laughs> all I have to say. They're fun. <laughs> they give you this feeling in your stomach like, you know, that when you're falling, you yeah. know, 100 miles an hour down, you know, it's just this takes your breath away. Kind of like falling in love. It just takes your breath away. Yeah. Baby, you're like a roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) You take me on turns and whirls and twirls. You injure my arm when I don't keep it inside the car. Wait, that doesn't make make me feel like I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) die. You take a picture of me when I'm at the most dangerous point. Of our relationship, so I'm never gonna I'm never gonna <laughs> hear about you having gone skydiving or anything crazy like no. that. No, my friends call me Captain Ground and go slow for a reason. I like the ground. I like to go slow. Captain Ground. I'm like, slow. you ever see Hook when yeah. uh, Rufio's doing all this crazy stuff and Rob Williams is like, oh, that is so dangerous. That's like my motto. <laughs> that is so dangerous. <laughs> I don't do stuff that's dangerous. Still to come on the altar life. Toby Mac featuring DC Talk. Atmosphere. Delirious. Touch. 
There's nothing you can really do to prepare to rock. Do you prepare to eat a delicious meal? No. Are you hungry? Then you're going to eat it. And I'm hungry for rock 24-7. The Alter Life. With Brent and Jeff. We're back for hour two. Woo! Aren't you glad for another, the second ride yeah, on, the roller co- on this roller coaster? <laughs> Let's keep moving. Yes. Um, just was really cool. Um, Ezekiel 18, um, way back in the OT in Ezekiel. <laughs> um, it's really cool. That little passage kind of clarifies something really specific. Um, I love when like a part of scripture like answers directly a question that the culture may have. Because a lot of people talk about how like you know if someone before you in your generation you know did something then the whole rest of the generation is cursed and um you pass down that curse from you know generation to generation and it ain't true y'all um god basically spells out in ezekiel 18 if you read it sometime that you know he basically says he's talking about a dad who is wicked and he says you know if you have if he has a son and the son like looks at all the stuff that his dad does and doesn't do any of those things like he doesn't kill anybody and he doesn't do all the stuff that his dad did as a sinner he says if he if he decides to walk the way of the lord and obey his statutes then bible says that god says that um he shall surely live um it has nothing to do with his dad it has everything to do with the decisions that the son made um so all that to say um but you know it also says that if that same son decides that he's going to follow in his dad's footsteps then um you know he surely die because he's doing all the things that the god's not you know not pleased with and um it's the same is true you know for us is that you know you can't just hang out in your christian family and think that you're going to be fine because your dad did made some right choices so that kind of spills over to you <laughs> um, like oh give me some more it's um, not like you get your dad's blue eyes or brown hair Oh, I got his Christianity. Yeah, right. It's not <laughs> it's like in your down. DNA. <laughs> um, there isn't a Christian gene that gets passed to you. Um, yeah, look at the kings of Israel for crying out loud. Yeah. You have like the most wicked, wicked, wicked king, and then like Josiah comes right. on the scene, and he's like awesome, like totally different than uh, his father and his father's father and all that stuff. You just see that it's a choice that they make, and you know God either is with that person because they made the choice to be with him. Or God, you know, rebukes that person and has no part with them. You can just see it um, throughout Scripture. And, and the fact that we get so... And it's totally the, you know, the psychologists of the world that make you think like, well, you know, you're scarred. So, um, you know, you can do whatever. You can go out and rob banks. And Let's talk about what your dad did when, to you when you were three. My dad never told me you. he loved me. Not to make light of that, but come on, people. It's up to you. Are you going to follow Christ or not? You know, if your dad didn't love you, that's terrible. All right? But that doesn't mean that you don't follow Jesus because your dad didn't love you. That's what I meant to say. It's up to you. <laughs> you know, we've been making fun of and putting down those people that blame <laughs> their family <laughs> for their life and the, the choices that they have made. You know, and that's, you know, we didn't mean to offend anybody, but yeah, we probably did. But <laughs> whether we <laughs> meant to or not, we probably did offend some people, but that's okay because sometimes the word can be offensive. Um, we're going to switch gears a little bit. Talk about those people that, like me, grew up in a Christian home, you know, wasn't subject to all the, uh, you know, freedoms and liberties that everybody quote unquote has. And, and, you know, as a Christian, a lot of times 
you know, you see people that are forced into church, and you can see them. I grew up side-by-side side with kids that were at every night of youth group, every service. As soon as they graduated from high school, I never saw them again because their faith was not their own. It was their parents' faith. And that is something that is rampant in the church is that there's kids that are sitting in the pews or sitting in Sunday school that don't care. And they're not going to care with all the pounding you do because it's up to them and God. It's up to them to surrender to God. It's not up to the parents to force them to be Christians. A lot of times, you know, you see pastor's kids. There's a stereotype that if you're a pastor's kid, you're bad because you're forced at church and that's all you see. And, you you know, you got to go out and sow your oats or whatever they say. And, um, you know, thankfully, I, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't feel the need to go out and live hard because I was sheltered all my life and God spared me from that. But a lot of people... They feel like they're missing out on something. And it's cool because next week we're going to be talking about the opposite. Someone who has it all and still knows that there's something lacking in their life. But just the idea that you have something, you know, how you have Christianity and you want something else because you've never experienced that, you know, that's not the right way to go. Yeah. Having your own faith, right, Jeff? It's like, (laughs) it's like owning it for yourself. You know, I was just thinking what you're talking about, Revelation. And, you know, we already talked about one of the churches and God says, I'd rather you be hot or cold. I wouldn't rather you just sit in church and pretend or, you know, just play a game and not have your own faith. He wants us to be sold out for one thing or the other um, and not just, you know, trying to, to persuade you not to come to church if you don't love Christ. Obviously, you know, God can change your heart. Um, but, you know, like what Jeff was saying, it's like it's not because your parents are forcing something down on you that you should be like, okay, yeah, that's fine. You know, ask the Lord to show himself to you, you know, specifically. Show me that you're real. I want to have a faith that's my own, that's not born out of my parents' faith. Um, I want to have something that's real. And um, God's going to totally blow your mind if you pray that prayer because he's faithful to do stuff like that. So continuing on, you know, just looking back in this Hebrews 11 chapter, um, I was just getting kind of encouraged also being a dad and having a little guy running around. I was like reading how these dads, these patriarchs, uh, Isaac and Jacob and Joseph, when by faith they were blessing their descendants. You know, it was by faith that they were saying, you know, I bless you. I hope that um, I'm, I'm having faith in the Lord that he um, accomplishes the promise that he's given to our, you know, our family. But ultimately... You know, they couldn't control that. I mean, they were dying <laughs> or they were dead. And, you know, God had to do something with their sons um, and and or not do something with their sons. And that was all between their sons and the Lord. It had nothing to do with the fact that they blessed them. You know, yeah. they were just by faith putting a blessing on their kids. And, um, you know, I do the same thing. I, I, I pray and by faith I pray that my son grows up to be somebody who loves the Lord. But ultimately all that's going to have to happen between my son Kai and the Lord, you know? Yeah. So, um, that's something to be encouraged as a parent, you know, to, you know, by faith, pray for your children and, you know, make sure that you're bringing, you're living the life for real mm-hmm. and, um, that your sons can, or sons and daughters can grow up to, to love Jesus, you know, when they get older. One of the main reasons we hear, you know, of kids that end up walking away from the Lord is that they didn't get a proper representation or, you know, yeah, my dad, you thought he was this, but really at home he was like this. And that's what I saw all the time. And that is the worst testimony you can have is for you to be two-faced. And you're screaming at your kids in the car, walking in and being like, yeah, praise the Lord. You know what I mean? If you're mad, be mad at church too. <laughs> you know, don't be fake because your kids see that and it rubs off on them. And they see, well, at church, you're this way. 
And when you're not at church, you're whatever you want to be, and you're just normal. Um, but, you know, Abraham, you know, as parents, we can, we want so bad, you know, and I'm a parent now, which I never really mentioned, I don't think, up to this point. But oh, yeah. back in February, when we played some reruns, I had a son. So Brent and I both have sons. Now his name is Jesse. And, um, you know, I can't, you know, I'm going to want him to be like missionary, you know, be like the coolest kid and just love God and stuff. But I can't force God's hand in that. Just like Abraham, when he promised Isaac and that the seed and the descendants would come through Isaac and, and Abraham got impatient and he wanted to force it to happen. And he, he ended up having Ishmael and you saw what happened there. You know, the animosity between Ishmael and Isaac that has passed on all the way down to now the Jewish people and the Muslims. You know, it's, it's, it's forever. <laughs> not, not to make, <laughs> make you scared about forcing Jesus on your kids, but, um, you know, it's very important that we... We, you know, do our best to commit the rest, as the old cliche says. And um, we'll be praying for you parents out there, and hopefully you're telling your kids to listen to The Altar Life. The Altar Life. Music. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with our high-voltage rock. Truth. Come on now, don't be bashful. Real. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. The Altar Life. With Brent. Someone need a hug. And Jeff. I like to eat. Is that such a crime? Period. We are getting out of here for this evening, and uh, thanks for hanging with us all the way till 11 o'clock. Good job. You made it all the way through to the end of the show. We're proud. You know, you you might be the only one that made it, actually, but so, good job. Yeah, you were powering through. <laughs> you made it. And um, It takes a lot to listen to us for two hours, so I understand. <laughs> yeah. It does. Yeah. A lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of sheer lot enjoyment. Of coolness. Just like roller coasters. Just sheer enjoyment. Or sheer terror. <laughs> Depending on what coin you are on. What side of the coin you're on. That's true. Uh, this is a great topic, man. Because I, I just feel encouraged as a parent now. Yay! Woo. And I feel uh, just like, you know, this is a show for parents and for kids. For parents, you know, to know that, you know, you, you live your life. You be a good example as a Christian to your kids and God's going to, you know, he's going to reward you for your, your honest and your, your open interpretation, uh, not interpretation, but you know, your, your lifestyle as a Christian, you know, as long as you're not being that two faced, um, type of influence, then your kids are going to see that. And they're going to see that Jesus, uh, means love and Jesus is irresistible. And why would I want anything else? And for you kids, you know, you might have had the hardest life, and you're you're out there, and you're getting you know get, you're getting high, and you happen to turn on this show, or or you know you're sleeping around, and, and you're trying to get that love that you never had from your parents, and you're using that as a as a crutch or as an excuse. Well, guess what? You ultimately have to stand before God for your actions, not your parents. Um, and we want you to come to know Jesus. And for those of you that were raised in a Christian home, don't think that just because your parents are Christian that you are. Get yourself right with Christ. Have your own relationship with him. Relationship with God is cool. So make sure that you have one <laughs> right now. All you have to do is, is pray and ask the Lord to do that. So until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Live for Christ.